Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Oh, I thought you were going to play a little song. Oh, no, no, no. No, you are, actually. You're doing a lot of hard work. Now, Breeders' Week, day four, we've already already spoken with uh, Cody Charles from KTC Bloodstock. Did a great job. But now, we step it up, Anacho. Uh, what time is it in Kentucky right now, Adam Bowden? It's 9.42 at night, which is well past my bedtime, by the way. 9.42. Now, for those who don't know about uh, Diamond Cricket, about yourself, I wouldn't mind... Um, starting the story with you just letting the listeners know where you came from. I spoke with Karen Brecken on Tuesday. Now, there's been a lot of people in Australasia, and I would imagine in North America as well, that come in with a reasonable amount of coin and big ambitions about what they want to do. And the overwhelming majority fall flat on their um, root and tootin', don't they? But um, that wasn't the case for you. You came in, and probably there was a few people dubious going back I think it might have been 15 years ago when you started this operation, but uh, you'd really set yourself up to, well, to give yourself the best chance of success. Yeah, it started in 2005, and I was probably a little naive at 24 when I did this. And I went to the sales thinking I was going to buy five mares and ended up with 25. And, you know, like, oh, shoot, Uh, what am I going to do now? But, you know, we kind of just built it up from there. 20 mares and then 40, 60, 80, 100. And by the time we got that big, we thought, you know, I guess the next step would be stallions. And we've added them over the years. And, you know, now we stand 11 stallions in three states and you know, partner with a whole mess of people down down in Australasia and, and had great success. Sometimes, Adam, uh, you've got to fake it until you make it, I guess. And you started, sounds like you started really strong, but where did the passion for breeding come from because you know normally when you're growing up and you love racing or harness racing in particular you might want to be a punter you might want to be an owner more more often than not you might want to be a driver or a trainer but this passion for breeding started early for you yeah i guess i started as a as a gambler too but i lost all my money so that was about (laughs) you know that was clearly not what i was i was destined to do but no i mean growing up my father had racehorses my grandfather had racehorses and I learned how to do math at the track and it sort of got developed from there. I went to work at Hanover Shoe Farms, which is the biggest farm here in the States and uh, basically learned everything I needed. Well, what I thought I needed to from them and the rest I've sort of picked up over time. You know, we, we still make a lot of mistakes, but we learn from them and, you know, try to do better every time. What has made uh, Diamond Creek a success and you a success? Now, I know you did a chemistry and biology degree. You've got that mathematical background. Is there 
is there an element of money ball? I don't know if you've seen that film with Brad Pitt and, uh, you know, um, uh, trying to mathematically work out, okay, these stallions or these mares or these bloodlines are going to work because of the figures around them? Or has it been something that's just progressed where you've had to just trust intuition and your love of the racehorse and who's going to end up being a great mare or a great stallion uh, over the journey? Yeah, I think, honestly, it's a little bit of both. I mean, like you said, I come from a mathematical background, and I developed some formulas to evaluate pedigrees, and like it still holds true, and it still is what we use when we purchase mares. They need to fit a specific criteria. You know, but at the same time, you know, a lot of it is intuition. Like you said, sometimes it's just a feeling you have, and we take chances, and I think that's, sets us apart from everybody else i'm willing to to uh do the opposite of sort of what the industry norm has been and i don't mind failing because it's all part of figuring out what works and what doesn't but you know you know we do we do our best to be different and and so far it's worked you've got a large racing team as well but this has now grown just wild and woolly and exponentially Diamond Creek. So, I mean, initially I'd imagine you were trying to probably, I'll do a few things myself, but now it must be such a massive operation. How do you run and look after a situation where you've probably got a stack of staff, you have to trust them all to be 100% in alignment with your philosophies as well? Yeah, we've actually been lucky. I've had, you know, we started, 15 years ago getting college interns you know straight from school and a lot of them still work for me today and you know they've grown with me and they're part of the diamond creek and my family uh the girls that run all three of the farms that we have here have been with me for you know between eight and 12 years and but like you said we have you know three three farms in three different places and i can't be everywhere at once and so I have to do my best to instill my philosophy through my staff. And so, like I said, so far it's worked out really, really well. And just the other day we were looking and I, I would have guessed that I had 25 employees, but uh, no, the, the number was, was more like 40. So you know, like we've gotten big and we're continuing to add staff and we're continuing to expand. And I think, you know, 10 or 15 years from now, you and I are having a conversation. I got twice what I have now. That, that, that's an extraordinary number already. Um, I have to ask you the difficult question. I know they're like your kids, but let's go through some of the stallions. Always be Mickey, Better's Wish, Captain Crunch, Down by the Seaside, Sweet Lou. You've had the great mares, or you've got the great mares there. Now, like Pure Country and uh, Darling on the Beach. I need some favourites here, please, Adam. Yeah, well, I mean, Pure Country, it would be hard for me not to think that Pure Country is an all-time favourite for me. I mean, I fold her out. I bred the mare. Um, I just, you could just recognize she was different from the beginning. Um, creatine is another one that was a, a cast off that I tried to give away to five different people. Cause he had a, he had an injury as a baby. Five people told me he was worth $0. You know, we kept him, we made two and a half million dollars, one races in the States and in Europe. Um, you know, the homebreds, they mean a lot to us. Um, and, and obviously the stallions do as well. They've, they're the bread and butter of what we do at this point. So talk about, um, I guess, you would have got into the game because you love North American harness racing, but in the job that you do now with Diamond Creek, there's, you know, all the ones that I just outlined are shuttle stallions. Do you follow 
uh, Southern Hemisphere harness racing quite closely. And uh, is there particular pride when you get those shadow stallions to come down and make a really big impact down under? Yeah, I mean, I was always, I'm just a fan of racing in general. So I watch as much as I possibly can. And obviously the the offspring of the horses that we send down there, you know, pique my interest and I follow. Um, You know, in in small bits, we've partnered with, you know, Neville R or Alibar in in buying some horses and racing them down there. Um, You know, we have 35, 40 racehorses here in the States. So that occupies quite a bit of my time. But yes, I, I watch... European thoroughbred racing. I watch U.S. racing. I watch Australia, New Zealand racing. I, I try to do it all. Man after but my I would own never heart. call myself an expert. <laughs> You're a man after my own heart. Absolute racing uh, nuffy. Now, Adam, I'm prepared for you to say no to this or to say it's a long way in the future. But you've got all these great American uh, shuttle stallions. A lot of their sons, clearly, over the last 20, 30, 40 years, are here in Australia. We're really trying to promote the colonial domicile stallion in the Southern Hemisphere in Australia and New Zealand. Do you see a time in the near future or in the medium-term future where it goes the other way, where we've gotten good enough and the bloodlines are strong enough here where it's going the other way? I think you've seen little bits of it over the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, when I first got started, uh, I think as Ian Dobson tried to bring Christian Cullen to the state, yeah. moderate success, maybe wasn't the right horse at the right time of his career. You know, obviously Taylor made bought into Lazarus, brought him up to stand, you know, his two year olds are, are racing. Well, um, I don't know about number wise, but you know, they're, they're definitely the potential for top end horses. Um, it, it's not out of the question by any means. I, I think the U S is coming around to, picking up racehorses at least from Australia and New Zealand and having unbelievable success doing so. So I think it's only a matter of time before you see that in reverse. It's it's, it's an like it's been going forever. We know this, but this connection between North America and Australia, and we see it with the Trotters, and I know you um, you send down the uh, the frozen semen for Father Patrick as well. But like this, so that's Europe and Australia more, but. The, this connection between North America and Australasia is getting closer and closer and closer. There's no doubt about it. And eventually, I don't think Lazarus is quite going to be the right one necessarily, but I think there's going to be one. Uh, there's going to be one right around the corner that maybe is capable of doing that. Before we let you go, it sounds like you are at least as excited, if not more excited, than you've ever been about what you're doing, and it's working. Even though you're growing exponentially, you would think you'd come to a point where maybe there was no further to go, but it sounds like if you do it right and you're successful and you choose correctly, that you can get as big as you want to get, basically. Yeah, I think my wife might have different opinions. I think she probably already does, Adam. I haven't even met her, but she's probably already got a different opinion right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she's in bed right now being like, what are you doing out there on the phone? But uh, no, she she's a huge supporter of me and I couldn't do it without her. But, um, there are times where she says like, is this enough? And, you know, knowing me and knowing my personality, I think she knows the answer and that's, you know, there's always something bigger. There's always something better. And I love what I do. I have for the last 16, almost 17 years and I don't see it stopping. I always say to my partner, Adam, you bought me at the sales. That, that, that's it. You're stuck with what you've got. I can only improve to a certain level and the rest of it, you're stuck with what you've got. So maybe that's what you need to tell yours as well. Very much appreciate you coming on the show, mate, and, and continued success. 
Yeah, thank you. I guys appreciate it very much. Thanks for this, having me. There's Adam Bowden, the founder and principal at Diamond Creek Farms in Kentucky. I'll say those Italians again. Uh, always be Mickey. Better's wish. Captain Crunch down by the seaside. Sweet Lou. Uh, they sent down the frozen semen of Father Patrick McWicked, which people will know the name of very well for his short but powerful rivalry with Lazarus. Uh, born into Bulldog Hanover. So um, this is a man with a plan. And if you've got a plan too, the sky's the limit. Time for another break. Back soon with more of day four of Breeders Week here on SEN Track.